Hi, I'm Snigda Sharma and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about the Enforcement Directorate's ongoing raids at the online news portal NewsClick. We also discuss the most recent high-profile resignation from Bengal's Trinamool Congress along with Donald Trump's impeachment trial. Beginning with the ED's raid at NewsClick, the online news portal headed by Editor-in-Chief Prabir Purkhayasta is currently under probe by the investigative agency in connection with investment worth 30 crore rupees from three American companies. While the organization has said that it has nothing to hide and that the company has followed all legal procedures, the raids at multiple of its premises has been going on for five days now. Though the ED's searches are usually over within a few days, in this case, officials have claimed that the raid was prolonged due to technical issues that are related to procuring a data dump of electronic devices owned by Purkhayasta and Geeta Hariharan, a shareholder of the company that owns the news portal. In this segment, we spoke to Indian Express reporter Deeptiman Tiwari about what is happening at NewsClick. To begin with, Deeptiman, if you could uh, give our listeners a brief uh, background on NewsClick and also if you could highlight the sort of unusual circumstances that surrounded these raids. Uh, all right. NewsClick is a news portal run by Prabir Purkayastha and a famous author Gita Hariharan. It has been of late critical of the government, has also been reporting on uh, farmers' protests. People associated with the news group have been said to be associated with the left ideology. And it has been running for quite a few years now as a news portal. So NewsClick has been under investigation by the Delhi police and recently by the Enforcement Directorate. From what we know from our sources is that the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting has sent some complaint about a month back to Delhi police where an FIR was registered with uh, the Economic Offenses Wing of Delhi police. However, that FIR does not name NewsClick per se. On the basis of that FIR, however, Enforcement Directorate has registered a case where it has named NewsClick and the holding company which runs the NewsClick portal. And it is alleged that NewsClick has got some FTI, foreign direct investment, from certain U.S. companies which have dubious credentials. So based on that money laundering case, Enforcement Directorate started searches of around 10 premises associated with NewsClick as an entity and an organization and at the residences of people associated with NewsClick. The searches started on February 9, although some of these searches ended by the next day, that is on February 10th. But one of the searches continued till late yesterday night. Now, this was a search on the residence of a news click editor in chief, Prabir Purkayastha, and author Geeta Hariharan. Now, they have their residence at Taket. And through those five days, both Purkayasta and Hariharan could not leave their residence. Now, Enforcement Directorate says that this was due to a technical issue because they wanted to take possession of their electronic devices, which means their phones and laptops, 
but they were not ready to part with them. And so they had to take a dump of the data that was stored in these electronic devices at their residence. And taking some backup of some emails was taking a long time. And because this could not be done at the office or they were not ready to hand the same over to ED, so they had to do it at their residence. And such searches cannot be done without the presence of the person whose residence is being searched. So this had led to a situation where for five long days, day and night, enforcement directorate officials were virtually staying at Purkayasta's house. And they both were unable to leave their premises because the backup was going on. This is slightly unusual because generally uh, searches or raids generally end within one to two days, especially of a small organization like NewsClick or someone's small residence uh, would generally not take so much of time. But as I said, ED claiming that there is a technical issue, NewsClick people have been saying that they're being harassed for doing good journalism. Whatever may be the reason, yes, it was an unusual circumstance. Deepthiman, if you could quickly also go over the 30 crore rupees worth of foreign remittances that were received by NewsClick that is currently under the ED scanner. And uh, also, does it have anything to do with the BJP's policy for uh, digital news organizations? Uh, I think that it came up with in September 2019, uh, under which FDI had been capped at 26%. See, this we don't know because we don't really have full details of why ED is going after uh, NewsClick. As far as the ED case is concerned, Prime FSI, the information that they have provided to the media and to us, which we have reported earlier in our newspaper, is that NewsClick, which is held by PPK NewsClick Studio, this company received FDI of around 30 crore in two tranches of 9.59 9.59 crore and rupees 20.92 crore since April 2018 from three different U.S. companies. ED has claimed that this FDI was shown to be proceeds of some exports. However, it says that there is a question mark whether these exports actually happened because what kind of services are provided is not very clear. Then it says some of these U- U.S. companies from where the FDI came are non-functional or have dubious cred- credentials. So these are largely the allegations. The investigation is still going on. So one cannot say uh, what the ED is claiming is true or not, or whether ED will be eventually be able to prove its case at all. NewsClick has claimed that, look, we are completely clean. We have nothing to hide. And we have always followed the law. Of course, it is only when the case reaches its logical conclusion are we going to know exactly whether NewsClick is guilty or not. However, as far as government's FDI policy regarding online news portals is concerned, whether that is connected to this case, one does not know exactly. Because as of now, the case is not talking about whether NewsClick has actually violated the FDI limit fixed by the government. What the case is saying is, that the very FDI which has come may actually be fraudulent. And so it amounts to money laundering. So these two things are slightly different. 
Now, NewsClick has officially said that the organization is doing its best to assist the ED. Uh, if you could elaborate a little on the news organization's response to these raids and also have any journalistic bodies uh, like the Editors Guild or Press Club of India made any statements in this regard. NewsClick has obviously claimed that it is being targeted because of its journalism, which has been critical of the government. It has also pointed out that in the past few months or a few years, one has seen a crackdown on you know critical media from agencies such as the National Investigation Agency or Enforcement Directorate, and it says that the action against uh, NewsClick is in the same series. So. NewsClick has obviously maintained that it is completely clean. It has said that its office was raided for 36 hours and uh, several of its vital equipment was seized, which has affected its functioning. It has said that communication devices of directors and senior management have also been seized. And uh, therefore, they are not able to you know, return to work or uh, you know, respond to queries that probably media has. This action by Enforcement Directorate, of course, has been criticized by the Editors Guild. And as it has been criticizing certain actions, as we saw earlier on uh, FIR of sedition against Razib Sardesai, or where certain even smaller transgressions have led to serious criminal charges being brought against journalists. So various news associations and bodies have been taking cognizance of this thing which has been happening for the past few months or a couple of years as a trend against critical media. However, the government, of course, has said that the law is taking its course and everything is free and fair. So only when these court cases reach courts will we know how free or fair it is. The latest in the series of high-profile resignations from the Mamta Banerjee-led Trinamool Congress in Bengal is Rajya Sabha MP Dinesh Trivedi. With the elections round the corner in the state, the move is being seen as a major setback for the TMC. While the BJP is deploying their big guns in the state that includes rallies by its most prominent faces like Home Minister Amit Shah, Trinamool Congress, on the other hand, according to our sources, were taken by surprise at the unusual circumstances of this most recent resignation, which was formally announced by Trivedi during a budget session in the parliament. In this segment, we spoke to Shantanu Chaudhary, who covers West Bengal for the Indian Express, about Dinesh Trivedi's resignation, the violence in Bengal that Trivedi spoke about, what his resignation means for the TMC, and also BJP's strategy in Bengal, including Kailash Vijayvargya's role and Amit Shah's rallies. Shantanu, if you can tell us the significance of uh, yet another powerful Trinamool Congress politician leaving the party at this juncture right before the elections. Yeah, I mean, uh, this can really be a huge setback for the TMC, which is just preparing to contest in the upcoming state assembly elections. Because you know, Dinesh Trivedi has been with the party since 1998, and he has been also a former union railway minister. and. He was also heading the TMC's Hindi cell in West Bengal, where he was trying to mobilize the community's support for the ruling party. And the way he has resigned from his post while giving a speech in the Rajya Sabha goes to show that how he was upset with the TMC leadership and the way 
it was functioning under the leadership of you know Mamata Banerjee, and also after old strategy, Prashant Kishore was brought in to you know formulate the party strategy for the elections. So this gives a very bad signal to the party's rank and file. They can clearly see now that one by one, party's senior leaders are leaving the party. First, it was Shuvendu Adhikari, a state minister who had resigned from his post. Then he also resigned from the party. He later joined the BJP in the presence of Union Home Minister Amit Shah. Later, following in his footsteps, another state minister, Rajiv Banerjee, also joined the BJP. He also, you know, quit his post as a state minister and also left the party. And now another senior leader and senior leader from the TMC in Rajya Sabha, Ninesh Trivedi, has also you know, quit the party. You know, it was very strange because at least the last few times over the months when TMC leaders have left the party, party insiders did have some kind of inkling, you know. They knew that this uh, leader is going to leave. But this time the party was taken by surprise. Why it was surprising, we can say that you know, uh, in the instance of the Subindu Odikari and the Rajiv Banerjee, they had you know, publicly expressed their grievances against the party. They had gone on record saying that they were not happy with the party. Even Rajiv Banerjee did a Facebook Live where he said that you know, he couldn't work under the party, he couldn't work for the people. But from Dinesh Trivedi's side, we never got to see what he was feeling about the party because he never expressed his displeasure outside or before the public. What we got to hear from the sources that you no, know, he was not happy with one of the party's leaders in the Rajya Sabha. He had also you know, expressed his displeasure that bringing in of the Prashant Kishore, the poll strategist, was not a good thing for the party because it has now become uh, more like a company than a party for the people. That is the same allegations uh, which other TMC leaders have also made against Prashant Kishore and also the TMC MP Abhishek Banerjee, who happens to be the nephew of Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee. On many occasions, these leaders who have now joined the BJP said that you know both these two, I mean this duo, Abhishek Banerjee and Prashant Kishore, has turned TMC into a private limited company allegation which has been refuted by the party but still this is the same kind of sentiment which is getting more support from other TMC leaders also so uh, we got to say that you know why it was surprising because he did not say anything in public against the party and what was more surprising the way he resigned from his post I mean we haven't seen this kind of thing in the past for the TMC that you know uh, Rajya Sabha MP while delivering a speech saying that I'm not happy with the party, I'm suffocating, I will just tender my resignation. Even the deputy Lok Sabha speaker also said that you know, there is certain way to you know, do that. So it was really surprising for the party. So I think you know, they were not prepared to handle a situation like that. You know, one of the things that was quite noteworthy uh, when Mr. Trivedi resigned was almost as soon as he made his uh, announcement in the parliament, Kailash Vijayvargya from the BJP immediately uh, sort of publicly invited Trivedi to join the BJP. If you can tell us a little bit about Kailash Vijayvargya's role in turning the BJP into such a strong contender for the upcoming state elections. Ever since he was made the in charge of Bengal, Kailash Vijayvargya has made numerous attempts to you know weaken the TMC. He has tried to you know get in touch with the rebel TMC leaders. He has tried to understand their problems 
and they have tried to get them on board so that you know they can intensify their uh, attack against the Mamata Banerjee government because he is seen uh, having a very good rapport with the Mukul Rai who used to be the number two person in TMC who later joined the BJP. Uh, he was very well known for his organizational abilities because Mukul Rai happens to be a man who works behind the scenes. He is not the kind of person who will go on the stage and attack the opposition or the BJP or whatever. He is the man who knows to be you know, formulating strategies in elections, building the organizational strength of the party. So bringing in into the BJP was a major step towards BJP putting a lot of pressure on the TMC. Ever since uh, Kailash Vijayvagia was made the in charge of the West Bengal, uh, he understood the importance of Mukul Rai and what he can do to you know, further you know, weaken the TMC. So he, along with Mukul Rai and this kind of section of the BJP leaders, tried to get in touch with more disgruntled leaders and tried to bring them into the BJP so that this would further weaken the TMC. Because the public perception is that the more TMC leaders leave the party at this juncture, they will feel that you know there is something wrong with the TMC and there's something wrong the way it is being functioned right now. Um, Shantanu, if you could you know shed some more light on the violence in the state of West Bengal that uh, Mr. Trivedi referred to in the parliament as the reason for his resignation. What is he talking about? Uh, who is involved? Uh, who is responsible? West Bengal... Uh has a history of political violence. You know, when the Congress was in power, there used to be Naxalite movement during the 70s. After the left came to power in 1977, the state witnessed more such, you know, political violence than what was before. There were instances of, you know, police firing. There were instances of, you know, political killings. It just only got intensified with the left front government. After TMC came to power, people thought that you know, there will be a change in this kind of culture, which Ms. Bengal has witnessed so far. But there hasn't been a drastic change in this regard because since Mamta Ganachi came to power in 2011, we have witnessed the incidents of violence and it has intensified after the BJP made huge inroads in Bengal in 2019 when it won 18 seats, 18 Lok Sabha seats out of 42 total parliamentary constituencies in West Bengal. We have seen a number of incidents taking place against the BJP workers, or boot-level workers, local leaders. According to BJP, they say that you know more than 130 of their workers have been killed. Sometimes the figure, they say that 150, 120. This keeps changing. But what we can see from them that there is this clearly a trend which is going on to you know, target the BJP workers, boot-level workers in the state. In most of the cases, the TMC have denied their role in these incidents, but the PJP has alleged that, you know, in most of the cases, TMC workers or the TMC goons were behind these attacks. So what we can see that, you know, the more the BJP is gaining ground in West Bengal, the more the TMC is getting threatened by its presence. So there's clearly a trend which has been going on for the last two, two and a half years that's what have been taking place in West Bengal. Now that there's so many resignations, a spate of resignations over the last two months, maybe many are yet to come. Um, but are there any specific steps that the Trinamool Congress is taking, especially this time since it was taken by surprise, to deal with this situation, all these resignations? 
heavyweight leaders like Shubhendu Adhikari and Rajiv Banerjee aired their grievances against the party. The party had tried to make amends with them. They had uh, held meetings with them. They tried to understand their problems and tried to keep them in the party. Like Shubhendu Adhikari, the TMC MP Shogoto Rai held multiple meetings, but they were not so fruitful. But we can see that now. State Education Minister, who happens to be the uh, TMC Secretary General, Patho Chatterjee, also held a meeting with Rajiv Banerjee, but those were also you know, not fruitful. So after that, when more leaders started you know, speaking out against the party, then the TMC adopted a different approach. They said that they are not going to tolerate any more such phenomena. When Baishali Dalmia, a TMC MLA, spoke against the party, she was expelled from the party by the TMC. So this just gives a clear message to the party's rank and file that you know the party is not going to tolerate any more statements which would you know damage the party's reputation and run up to the assembly elections. That we have seen so far from the TMC when it comes to the local MLAs or lesser known leaders, but we haven't seen this kind of approach when it comes to the party's heavyweight leaders. Right now, uh, when Dinesh Tibedi has just resigned, so we now have to see what action the TMC takes. We expected that you know the TMC would take an action against him, but so far it hasn't taken any action. So we have to wait and see what it does to against these you know heavyweight TMC leaders. But so far, the TMC has you know made it very clear that they will not allow any more leaders to come out publicly and speak against the party. If they do that, you know, the TMC will crack the whip and they will just make it very clear that they will not tolerate anymore. Okay, uh, finally, if we can talk a little bit about Amit Shah's recent rallies in West Bengal, you know, like you mentioned earlier, his uh, Bua Bhatija remarks or his remarks are getting quite personal, his attack towards Mamta. And he has made it very clear that he is going to come again and again and again in the run-up to the elections. And um, this time uh, in Matwa, he even alleged that in Bengal, raising the Jai Shri Ram slogan has become a sort of a crime. What has been the public response to his recent rallies in the state? He held a roadshow in December in Babylon, and after that, he came to Bengal recently in February. He was scheduled to hold a rally on January 30 in Thakurnagar, but it got cancelled at the last minute after the bombing outside the Israeli embassy in Delhi. So his proposed visit was cancelled. And uh, now today, uh, the day before yesterday, he had come to Kuchbihar and also the Thakurnagar to address the Rajbangshi and Matuba communities. What we can see from the ground that people had a lot of expectations from Amit Shah's speeches and in rallies, but they were a bit disappointed because in Kuchbihar, which happens to be in North Bengal, people were expecting some kind of development model for them because the area is dominated by Rajbangshi community. A large number of people have been demanding a greater Kujbihar district, but it never you know, got the kind of momentum that they were hoping for. But the people of this area were looking for some kind of statement, some kind of announcement from the Mamit Shah uh, regarding the development model. But while they got to hear that, you know, the central government is planning to build a temple, a statue of its leader, Panchanan Varma, so they were not quite satisfied with the kind of announcements that has been made. Coming back to the Thakur Nagar, which is a Motua community-dominated area, 
it's the kind of you know shadulkas community who traces their you know roots to east pakistan they were the refugees they are staying in india so the citizenship amendment act means a lot to them and they were hoping that you know amit shah will make an announcement when this new law is going to be implemented but they were very much disappointed after amit shah said that you know this implementation will begin once the vaccination drive ends so there's clearly no timeline when this will be implemented you know they were hoping that they will get an answer when this will be implemented this year that year by what year but no one knows when this covid vaccination drive will end so so far what we can say from this recent rally that you know people's perception against the bjp is slightly changing and finally we talk about donald trump's impeachment trial The Senate of the United States yesterday voted to acquit former President Donald Trump in his second impeachment trial, finally bringing an end to all the questions about his alleged role in inciting the violence that had taken Washington's Capitol Hill by storm early in January this year. With a 57 to 43 split, the Senate fell 10 votes short of the two-thirds necessary for conviction. Most notably, along with all 50 Democrat members of the Senate, seven Republicans also voted in favor of impeaching Trump on charges of incitement of insurrection. Though Trump managed to get acquitted, the results reflected the widespread outrage against his conduct among senators, many of whom experienced the violence of the attack firsthand. The proceedings for the second trial were started by Democrats, who alleged that the former president had consistently made efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results, and then gone on to provoke the assault on the Capitol Hill in a desperate attempt to remain in power. After the verdict of the fourth impeachment trial in American history was made public, Trump brought up the witch hunt against him by his enemies. He said, and I quote, "I always have and always will be a champion for the unwavering rule of law, the heroes of law enforcement." and the rights of americans to peacefully and honorably debate the issues of the day without malice and without hate unquote you were listening to three things by the indian express today's show was written and produced by me snigdha sharma and was edited and mixed by joshua thomas you can follow us and also leave us some feedback on facebook and twitter at express podcasts or you could also send us an email at podcast@indianexpress.com If you like this show please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts so more people can find us. You can also find us in the audio section on the top right corner of our website indianexpress.com.